a Merry Christmas. What? I don't think. Is this thing on? This is Big Green. You heard me right. It's this thing going. It's the Christmas episode. So hang on. We're going to hear another song from Governor Rick Perry. A Christmas song. How nice. And another selection, perhaps. Plus, an exclusive conversation with the Gingrich campaign, courtesy of Matt Perry. And a whole boatload of Christmas music, including never-before-heard tracks, an outtake from 2,000 Years to Christmas, and much more. Plus our usual incoherent rambling. So don't go away. It's the Christmas edition.
Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. I actually have a banjo upstairs. Oh, damn it. Break out the banjo, Joe. Break out the banjo. Bong, 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 bong. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bong, 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 bong. Merry Christmas. So this is Christmas. You will be waking to some bold cabbages. You will be waking to bold cabbages, as it says in the song, as it says in scripture. That's what we give each other each Christmas. Bold cabbages. Not cowardly cabbages? No. Bold cabbages. It's the only kind for Christmas. Joe likes him some slaw. I like me a bit of slaw. Likes him some slaw. Especially when it's been slung across the room. He likes Stanislaw. Stanislaw Lovskovsky. <laughs> That's a godless communist, Joe. One man is responsible. One man is to blame. Nikolai Ivanovich Lobachevsky is his name. That's Lenin. No, that's oh. Nikolai Ivanovich Lobachevsky. Oh, well, it's got a couple hey! of the same names. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a couple of the same names. It's I'm channeling like, Tom Lehrer. I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> <laughs> Is he is he a Christmas dude? I yeah. <laughs> He's all about Christmas. He knows all about he hates everything to do with Christmas. Joe speaking of Christmas. Oh, that's ignorant. <laughs> Sing it, Joe. Bong 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 Merry Christmas everyone. This is our Christmas podcast. Brought to you by Bong 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 Bong, 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 bong. Ken's bongs. Bong, bong, Have yourself bong. a bong, bong Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a bunga, bunga Christmas. That's Well, that's the kind of Christmas that uh, um, Rick Santorum would appreciate. No, no. I'm thinking of um, the the late Italian Prime Minister. Late, oh, lately oh, yes. Italian Prime Minister. Berlusconi. Berlusconi, who I refer to as Il Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> with Sash. I miss him. So what do you have there, Matt? Well, Joe, I thought that it would be very nice if we presented all the major Republican candidates, and even Barack Hussein Obama, ah. with pres- with Christmas gifts. As is our tradition. As is our tradition. Every, starting this year. <laughs> every four years starting this year. <laughs> every year. Every four years, starting this year. And hopefully I didn't forget anyone. I wrote this list out in a rather, rather a hurry. Oh, that I looks wrote, like a rather long list. It, it looks like it we're being my, quite generous this year. I wrote it on my phone. Uh, Rick Santorum, who we just mentioned, is first on the list, as always, because when you think of Christmas, you think of Rick Santorum. At least I do. And when you Google Rick Santorum, it comes up all Christmas. It does. Try it. I have. Well, and appropriately enough, I believe that uh, for Rick, we have a painting of two dogs screwing, <laughs> just the way that the that God intended it. 
Two dogs are screwing. I mean, you know, this would be a tasteful painting, similar oh. to the one with the dogs playing cards, except <laughs> this say, is two dogs screwing. I was going to say, did somebody lose the card game? <laughs> is that the... Is that the uh, is that like sacrificing the pot? The, the other present we would give him would be a new name, something oh. that couldn't be so easily perverted. I, I was thinking Richard Seaman or maybe <laughs> Dick, Dick Seaman. <laughs> now, what could you do with that? I'm sure he'll find something to do with that. <laughs> Rick Schmegma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a good Greek name. Well, that's what you can give him, Joe. You can give him that name. I'll give him a new name. Next on the list is another uh, another religious man, Mitt Romney. Oh, what did we get from it? Uh, well, what do you give the man who wants everything? For a lord who's everything. <laughs> uh, For 70. a lord who's everything. <laughs> He's using my own words again me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, a 75-year supply of batteries. So he could keep running for years, if necessary. <laughs> a telescope, so that he can see his home planet. <laughs> and a pair of blinders, so he can't see where he's been. And finally, a blue ribbon that says first prize. First prize. <laughs> Just as he deserves. Just as he deserves you. You know what I thought he really should get, though? Is we should get him a good job. <laughs> we'll talk to Rick Santorum about that because <laughs> no, not that kind of job. I mean, a job that would get him out of recording those um, default messages that they put on answering machines. <laughs> you know the ones that huh? I thought that Please. was I thought that was Daryl Isis' job. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's step away from the car. <laughs> Mitt Romney is. We're not home right now. <laughs> Please call back later. Or leave a message after the beat. Wait, how do you... Did you call Mitt Romney? <laughs> how do you know this? <laughs> how does he know? How does he know? Oh, it's because I've had answering machines. And it, when you take them out of the box and you plug them in, the first thing you hear when you when you play the play back the uh, answering message is Mitt Romney's voice. Well, he is... You know, he is kind of mechanical. Call back later. He's a mechanical man. Next on the list is our own cousin, Rick Perry. Oh, would we give a cousin? Well, he's actually the only one that we've gotten gifts for in the past. He's uh, given us so many gifts. The first thing is something I think that he can appreciate and use. A well-oiled axe. <laughs> and the next thing on the list, and this oh, might be appropriate for... Uh, Mr. Santorum as well, an animatronic Jesus that continually nods his head in approval. Ah. And uh, I think the most beloved thing that he could possibly receive from us would be this two gallons of maple syrup. He really appreciates that. Better make that three gallons. It's a pity we don't live in a battleground state. We would have Rick here and he'd be trying our wonderful maple syrup here. Uh, he'd be like, what? What is New York State famous for? Maple syrup. <laughs> is it famous? That's for? the other state that has maple syrup. <laughs> I can only think of the state bird, which is bluebird. So he'll be trying to love bluebirds. Uh, this has been an awesome day. <laughs> the next thing we have for Rick is a plane ticket back to August, <laughs> when he was the top of the charts. An autographed copy of his own book, Fed Up. With the all-important bits highlighted in yellow. 
and yellow. So he could never forget again That's all right. those things he said. And if he does forget, then he's yellow. Next on our list is Michelle Bachman. <laughs> and for her, we have an autographed picture of Benjamin Netanyahu, the temporary curator of Jesus Land, a bucket of crazy off. <laughs> Hopefully, some of it will work. A telescope so she could see Mitt Romney's planet and prepare her attack. And Ed Wood's Angora sweater to adorn her beloved husband. Excellent. I just heard Michelle Bachman on the radio just the other day. <laughs> you lucky man. And uh, I heard someone in Iowa, some constituent, um, some someone who's going to participate in the caucuses talking about how she's just like us. She knows, she, she knows exactly what we know, and she sees exactly what we see. She sees the Martian standing she's, next she's to me. She's a seer. No one else seems to be able to see it, but she can. <laughs> she's a seer. She's got the third eye. And it's looking in a weird direction, too. <laughs> it's got the third eye and the second ass. Next on the list is our own Dr. Ron Paul. Oh, doctor. And for him, for Christmas, a solid gold heroin pouch. <laughs> and a copy of the original Hippocratic Oath with all the Greek words crossed out. <laughs> and a copy of Atlas Shrugged with all the obnoxious parts crossed out with crayons. And four boxes, four empty boxes of crayons. Oh. Economy size. That's thoughtful. What, no award for being against the war? I thought about that, but I don't want to encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next on the list is our own Herman Cain. Herman. I miss him already. <laughs> I know. I, I thought about not including him since he dropped out, but then I thought... You got to include Herman Cain. We're he not... might end up Secretary of Defense. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> he freaked out Baba Wawa there. What? <laughs> <laughs> Something I've never heard her say before. <laughs> yeah, I heard Don Stewart was quite <laughs> taken aback by that as well. Um, well, for, for Herman Cain, an autographed picture of Herman Cain. <laughs> and also a large pepperoni hold the pizza and Newt Gingrich's little black book mm. I'm sure I'll find that comes in handy very nice and a deep sea diving bell ooh a diving bell very old fashioned yeah I thought thought he might have a use for that <laughs> next uh, John Huntsman I guess we can include him hunt 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 he's the huntsman <laughs> that's him um, for him, a large campaign poster of Mitt Romney with the name Mitt Romney crossed out and the name John Huntsman written in in crayon. <laughs> and also a, a telescope so that he could set his envious eyes on Mitt Romney's planet. <laughs> and a deep sea diving bell. Another one. <laughs> so he doesn't get the bends. I think there was a Way special. Way down yonder. There was a special on those deep sea diving bells. I guess maybe. Did you get him at big lots? <laughs> <laughs> Plenty lots. Uh, next, uh, Newt Gingrich. <laughs> a diamond-encrusted waste paper basket from Tiffany's. <laughs> Tiffany's. Next, a bedazzler that works with real diamonds. <laughs> next, a copy of the History of the World with Newt's contributions blanked out. 
and rewritten by Newt in crayon. And a Newsweek cover picture of himself with a Hitler mustache signed by Oliver Hardy. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you how this came about. I put a Hitler mustache on the picture of him on the Newsweek cover. Must have been very big. And for a few minutes I thought, oh my God, it really kind of looks like Hitler. And then I like added the Hitler hair. And then I realized, no, wait a minute. That looks like, <laughs> that, that looks like Oliver Hardy. <laughs> Have you got the dollars, Stanley? <laughs> so, so, he was even asking for money from Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next for him we have a zip code for his ass and another zip code for his ego (laughs) you might need two for that (laughs) yeah I think you're right it's possible I think he needs a planet sized zip code for that he's the most brilliant man ever to run for president just ask him (laughs) does look a bit like a manatee in a suit these days doesn't he yes Um, and also a deep sea diving bell (laughs) Another one. <laughs> they must have been stacked like nesting. Yeah, eggs well, they're or easy something. to yeah. stack. Yeah, they're stackable. We got them. You know, there's a special on them for Christmas because they double as church bells. Ding, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, diving bells. <laughs> Is that what they were singing when they were selling? Them? Next down the list, Barack Hussein Obama. Mm. The prices are insane. No, wait. Let me guess. A new middle name. Well, that could be what you give him, Joe. This is my list. I wasn't. I, I was going to write from both of us on the card, but then I thought, nah, <laughs> these are for me. <laughs> these are for me, especially. So for Barack Obama, a bucket of drones. <laughs> bucket o <of> drones. <laughs> Just like a bucket of golf balls. <laughs> Just hit him over Pakistan. A picture of himself surrounded by lofty ideals, all crossed out with the bloody stump of some foreigner's arm. Likely someone from a Stan, and not Stan Laurel. (laughs) Not Stan Laurel's bloody arm stump. Do you have the Dallas Stan? Also, another bucket of drones, because he keeps running out. And a signed CD... From Tim Geithner and Larry Summers singing, oh, I'm sorry, this is a signed musical CD. Oh, yes. Of, uh, of their cover of He Did It My Way. <laughs> and a telescope for him to try and locate the constitutional law professor that once lived in his house. <laughs> Excellent. And next, another bucket of drones. <laughs> And how about a recording of him singing Heat Wave? <laughs> well, that would be fine. That would be fine and easy. Seeing as that's that's pretty much what they came up with Wait. at Durban. Yeah, really. I know that would, be, that would be appropriate. Very appropriate. Sing it for the next 10 years. Yeah, I'm afraid I could have like had a very long list for Barack Obama. Yes. Uh, but I did choose to give him a new seat in Jeremiah Wright's church. <laughs> And one in Bill Air's kitchen. A little closer to the front, please. <laughs> no, I think he definitely should have been closer. I think, yeah, I think he missed some of the subtleties. <laughs> God damn America. <laughs> God bless America. No, no, no. God damn America. 
Well, I realized that I forgot Buddy Romer, and so I just wrote very quickly, just give him a banjo. <laughs> I don't know. I think you I left someone know. out of this. Yeah, did I? Yes. I'm, gonna leave out. I'm trying to think. There's so many of them. I know. Wait, 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 wait. I don't think Who I did. Who else is in there? Who else is up well, on that stage? Well, you know, I didn't give anything to Teapaw. Teapaw dropped well, down. Teapaw is out, yes. Teapaw's way out of it. But you don't want me to give something to Jeb Bush. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> or Chris Crispy. <laughs> Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yes. He, he looks like he's had enough. Uh, yeah, well, no, it no, wouldn't be a food item. I don't think we left anybody out that's, you know... That's a major. No, I think uh, you're right. It's just. I mean, I didn't include, you know, Rocky Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Anderson. Who's also running for prez. As an independent, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, a... no, he's like the, the Justice Party. Oh, right. Okay. They just made that up. That's not the party of the guy with. That's not the Howard Phillips party. That's That's the other one. The Justice Party. There's a Howard Phillips party. <laughs> yeah, I'm remember, from the Howard Phillips. Party. Remember Howard Phillips, the guy with the bad collar, who's oh, yeah, he's got a big picture of red yeah. China behind him. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he was like permanently <laughs> nailed in 1952. I was just gonna say, he's like running in 1952. <laughs> I know, still, I know, he's running. He's running against. He's running against um, Ed Lee Stevenson. <laughs> well, let's face it, Joe. He's a communist. It's <laughs> that guy. I was on uh, what, Farber or whatever the hell yeah, that show yeah, was back in show. the 80s. Uh, the guy <laughs> starts who... out talking like this, and then he starts talking about the communist, and he gets like this. Gets more and more shrill. <laughs> Until he's talking in a completely different register. I know. It was quite amazing. He was my hero. And he was on television. Yeah, that was the 80s when everything was more moderate. <laughs> yes <laughs> back in the staid 80s yes everything we were so happy back then <laughs> it it was another period where you felt like everybody went totally crazy yep, everybody was crazy and it's because they did and so joe christopher hitchin died and yes. that today on the radio yes hitch died crazy hitch done his hitch yep well that should take the mystery out of the afterlife <laughs> yeah well i quite, think that's one quite simply that's one thing that he <laughs> he probably had right there <laughs> he was working on that yeah. half right hitchens <laughs> half right hitchens yes oh well there you go yep he he uh so it goes i guess he most regretted not being able to to outlive henry kissinger but he did outlive Mother Teresa. That's true. That's true. Both targets. Yeah. He had a lot of targets. <laughs> yeah, he swung wildly, sometimes yeah. accurately. Yeah. Not so much <laughs> for a while. Yeah. He has <laughs> mostly misses for the last he went kind 11 of years. There for a while. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he went crazy. He somehow became convinced that. Uh, Paul Wolfowitz was right. <laughs> yeah, and that Islamic extremism is like the most destructive force in the world somehow. I don't know how you come up with that. It's like if you if you count up the bodies, <laughs> let's let's see. Why I'm slightly for Bush. <laughs> That's why I'm slightly for Bush. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just wonder how he he. Uh, I just would would have liked to have been a fly on the wall when he talked to his neocon friends. I mean, how the hell did they talk to him? <laughs> I don't think he got along with anybody. <laughs> no, it's like how how long could he possibly talk to Paul Wolfowitz? <laughs> I don't know. I would think that they'd hit upon a subject that. Yeah, he seemed like the kind of guy who knows a little bit too much to be able to carry on that conversation. But, hey, you know, people uh, convince themselves of all kinds of things. He was a man that no kennel could hold. Not for very long. Well, Matt, your your Christmas gift list seems rather complete. Yes, well, thank you, Joe. I endeavor to be complete. So do we have a song to introduce? Yes. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. What's it to you? What's it to you? What's it to you? What's the the song that had hallelujah rhymed with what's it to you? Oh, that was um, Plastic Head. Was that Plastic Head? But did I skip that part or something? Because it seemed like in the recording... Which we don't Well, have. we used to joke that you were saying, what's it to you? Well, I think I had that, but I I kind of brought the faders back oh. for that part. I, like, kind of cut that out in the final mix. Could be. Yeah. Because it was, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What's it to you? <laughs> what's, it to, what's it to you? It was a bit of a mouthful. I There's think. kind of a Merry Christmas in there. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Who's that plastic baby? You see, here we're like introducing a song by talking about a song that we're not going to play. Yes, it's a different song. <laughs> Always happens. What song are we introducing? Well, there was um, the song that we just listened to that we may resurrect. Um, Which is Dark Christmas. Dark Christmas. This, this is a song that was almost on 2,000 years to Christmas, but we, we deemed it too wiggly. Yes, we uh, we recorded. <laughs> it sounded too much like what we used to sound like when we played. Of course, in those <laughs> days. <laughs> yes, it did sound very wiggly. Um, yeah, we re- we recorded 16 songs. We released 13. Yeah. We actually started recording even yeah, two more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so, we started because we had two Mar- were never Mary completed. Christmas children and uh, and that, that song, song I forgot uh, the name of. Should be careful. Yeah, that one. Should be. Which yeah. will mean nothing to anyone listening to this. So we have the drum, unplayable drum tracks for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, indeed we do. That's that's about it. So um, that those will be part of Christmas future. Christmas, Christmas future. yet to come. But there are three songs from that album that were actually finished and mixed and just never included in the final piece. How exciting! Yes, it is. This you, oh, you have so much in store. Two of them were sung by you. Yes. I seem to remember that. Were two of them sung by me? Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, yeah. Quantum Christmas and... Ornamink. Ornaminks. <laughs> Ornament. Yeah, not Ornamink. There's, there's no such thing as an Ornamink. <laughs> There's no such thing. That's, yeah. Sounds um, like a mythical animal from <laughs> the Middle Ages. An, it's an Ornaminx. Yeah. <laughs> yes, an Ornaminx. Behind There's, the Exqualax, <laughs> which is a laxative from the Middle Ages. Exqualax. Exqualax. <laughs> 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 
Wat? Wat? Wat did pop mean? Wat did pop mean? Ja, yes, Dark Christmas was from one of your um, giveaway Christmas collections as all of all of the Christmas all the songs, songs from, were yes they I can't all... remember which tape it was from might have been from oh, uh, the 1994 tape I'm not sure I don't remember I have been a long I have time. no clue which one it was from sir 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 <laughs> 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 I'm so used to taking over the duties of his of his soldiers, but Sir This isn't the Kane Mutiny Joe. No. It's Naughty Marietta. <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> I, took panicked. A, I took a stab at some cultural reference. <laughs> and I missed. Damn it, I missed. Obscure I hit, cultural reference. I hit Fred McMurray in the Kane Mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> Fred McMurray <laughs> Hi, I'm Fred McMurray Wish it to Jimmy Stewart Talking to Fred McMurray for Christmas We're going to do really bad impressions now <laughs> uh, I'll do uh, Sebastian Cabot And you can do Brian Keith And we can do A Indeed. Family Affair Christmas Us Yes <clears throat> Well, think, so uh, what do we have to say about Dark Christmas? Well, Dark Christmas was, um, well, <laughs> it was a song. <laughs> what what, did, what were you writing about, Joe? Well, I wasn't writing about anything. <laughs> you wrote it. it. It's a dark Christmas, a very dark Christmas. No, it's, um, it sounds to me, and I'm, I'm using my usual um, forensic techniques and trying to tease out the meaning of Matt's <laughs> lyrics which is always very difficult let the but, human offer me entertainment yes yes it's um, people get into a mood around Christmas I don't know if you've noticed something about Christmas brings out the, <laughs> the best and okay, the worst okay wait a minute are you turning into Rex Harrison <laughs> I just I, I just, shouldn't say I that. just got to know <laughs> <laughs> Why can't a woman be Why more can't like a woman? Be more like be a more man. Like a man. <laughs> I don't know. The rest I of it. have often walked on the street before. I like the Jeremy Brett <laughs> Sherlock Holmes singing his uh, his main song. There is Freddie. <laughs> oh, he always felt that that. That type of role was actually what he yeah, was most appropriate for. He considered he was a, himself he was a, a romantic, romantic hero. Romantic heroic actor. Yeah, he was. Yes, as opposed to the... He says, I'm so miscast. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he said that he had no power at all to <laughs> to solve mysteries. <laughs> yeah, he was a very theatrical man. I think the most hilarious thing I ever saw him miscast in was uh, an, an episode of The Incredible Hulk where him and Lonnie Anderson were teamed up. <laughs> <laughs> he was way over the top, too. Him reacting to The Incredible Hulk like about to throw a car at him was, was one of the funniest <laughs> things I'd ever seen. It's like striking a pose. Yes, he looked like... like 
<laughs> right. He looked like he was in some like Charlie Chaplin movie <laughs> or some silent movie from before Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, somehow when you hear the name Jeremy Brett, the first thing that doesn't spring to mind <laughs> is the Incredible is Hulk. He, you mean, yeah, right. Jeremy Brett, you know, the Incredible Hulk <laughs> with Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, so it wasn't the high point of his career <laughs> by any means. No, I think that was that was uh, before he did Sherlock Holmes. Just, <laughs> just before, <laughs> and he came to America. I think I heard him in an interview once talk about coming to America and that it didn't work out at all. <laughs> and you know what? He was right. <laughs> totally right. Well, that's what, they like have this excellent actor. <laughs> And what does Hollywood do? <laughs> Instead of giving him a series, <laughs> they put him in clown college. They <laughs> put him in the stupidest show they had. <laughs> I think he may have. It wouldn't be surprised me, Joe, if he was on the love boat. <laughs> it wouldn't be surprised me either. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he didn't come to Hollywood ten years earlier. Really? <laughs> 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 he showed up on Lost in Space <laughs> as <laughs> Mr. Kima. So. Look at me. <laughs> Am I not as attractive as the Golden Man? <laughs> With a big sweet potato head. I am Mr. <laughs> or he could have played Lincoln in Star Trek. Yes, James. <laughs> Go back. No, that's right. I'm thinking of a different episode. It was James. Go back. <laughs> could have done that very heroically. Although they could have made him a Vulcan. Jesus, of course, they would have made Jeremy Brett a Vulcan. He would, they would have made him Stan, or he would have been... Stan. Yeah. No, Stan didn't even have a speaking role. <laughs> <laughs> they would have made him... They would have made him, like... like uh, well, he could have been Sarek, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wasn't old enough. Sarek. wasn't or old Sarek enough. For... Yeah, he could have been Sarek, who is... Sarek you know, the Vulcan. <laughs> the inventor of all they now hold is true. <laughs> <laughs> Father of what we all know. Hold is true. <laughs> As of the last five minutes. <laughs> Spock, like, begs forgiveness from him, too. He's like some kind of Jesus. <laughs> when I saw you, I expressed emotion. It's Jesus to the Vulcans, okay? <laughs> I beg forgiveness. He's a little pointy-eared Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Jesus and Moses all wrapped into one, Joel. Oh, like no. A, no, that's ignorant. <laughs> He's like a Jesus Moses sandwich, Joe, <laughs> with Judas sauce. He's Joseph. <laughs> Which reminds me, people. Yes? I just wanted to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Enjoy the songs. Enjoy them well. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Lovely dong, dong, wonderful dong, ding dong, dong, ding. Quite. We have another Christmas song here. Yes, we do. This doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. He hates everything to do with Christmas. 
Hello, I'm Rick Perry. Could have known what kind of man grew in W. Shatter until that high court gave the word. Rick came climbing up the ladder. Rick, Rick Perry. Thank you, cousin. Thank you, cousin. That was beautiful. Dad, I wrote about myself. That's a little song by Rick Perry. Beautiful. So, man, I understand you got a call from Mr. Newt Gingrich. Right before I came up here, Joe. That's very exciting. It was so inspiring. Why, he was Speaker of the House, you know. Yes, and he left not under a cloud at all. Not at all. Matter of fact, he's been the picture of ethics. He does us all proud. He does me proud. When I heard it was Newt calling Joe, I picked up this phone so fast I almost sprained my arm. Well, now, how did that conversation go? Well, it started out with a recording of Newt Gingrich, which I, I actually captured some of it on my phone. And I will I will play that. And then if you stay on the line, you got to hear a real live person. And it was a volunteer for the from the... Newt Gingrich Center of God knows which center it is. One of his many centers, I'm sure. The Center of Profit. Center of making him a very rich Newt. His uh, amphibian center. <laughs> now, let me see if I can uh, get my phone to play the waltz, Mr. Joe. 
Oh, let's see. Here. People create 11 million new jobs. That's the type of leadership we need in the White House. Yes. Those are the solutions I'm prepared to give the American people. In fact, I've laid them out in detail. It's, it's a very small new 21st century contract with America. It's like he's two inches tall. Many of my Republican colleagues. God knows the first contract worked out so well. Gotcha games. Like, yes, we can, and hope and change are what got us into this mess. I am the only candidate with a proven track record of solving America's economic problems. And I have to tell you, hmm. this is an exciting time for our campaign. I'm very excited. That's me screwing with the phone, trying to get the speaker. Oh, you're going to get to talk to his personal assistant. Yes. Mr. Clay. <laughs> At first, they, they... I guess his... His, uh... He's like, tune enough. His Hello? assistant. Hello? Oh, good evening, sir. My name is Doug Burberry. Thanks for staying on the line. Uh, we knew I'm, I'm sorry. What was your name again? Pardon? What was your name again? Oh, Doug Burberry. Okay. Dark purple? You know, we knew it was a matter of time before the voters and true conservatives realized Newt is the most qualified candidate. Uh, in fact, Newt has risen and uh, recently soared in the polls, and he is currently the front runner of many major in polls, polls across the country. Uh, Newt has risen in the polls due to his specific plan to get the country back on track. The latest Rasmussen poll likely voters showed Newt having a two-point edge over President Who is Rasmussen? Who is Rasmussen? Uh, Rasmussen is a uh, poll that's run by uh, a different group. Stumped them already. <laughs> Gingrich uh, was attracting 45% of the vote while President Obama earned support from 43%. Um, he moved uh, to the top of the polls in Iowa and made big gains. He was climbing the polls, though. It's like a fireman. busy bashing each other. Newt took the high road and actually spoke on the issues. Newt now took the high road. road. <laughs> It's like I've got a mental problem, doesn't it? <laughs> Which is, of course, true. I was just their kind of man, though, as you'll find out soon. 
I'm on Social Security. What does I'm on Social Security? What does Newt What does Newt think of Social Security? Uh, that's one of his uh, plans in this new contract with America is to save Medicare and Social Security, so that you know uh, future generations will have Social Security. What about my son who who is sixty five? Will he be able to get his Social Security? Well, that is the hope. So, you know, if we can get someone in there that can save Social Security before it goes bankrupt. <laughs> how can we save? How can we save that? Uh, by you know redir- uh, redirecting you know funds that come into the uh, government instead of just throwing it away like a lot of administrations have done in the past. I mean, I understand how being on Social Security makes it nearly impossible to send a large gift like that, especially on such a short notice. Uh, most of the people I've spoken with today... He was losing hope at this point. Uh, for the same reason. Robbing and the elderly. <laughs> and turning nine-year-olds into janitors. I would like to know more about Newt Gingrich. <laughs> Can you tell me more? Um, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it was hurting him at this point. Hello? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that information for you right now, sir. <laughs> what Crash does him. he say about President Obama? Uh, he doesn't think he's doing a very good job. Um, like uh, the health insurance mandate, Newt opposes Governor uh, Romney's health insurance mandate, and Newt opposes uh, President Obama's health insurance mandate. Newt believes mandates to uh, buy health insurance are wrong or principle. I should have said something about liking the idea the of a mandate. Of Obamacare, I like mandate, mandate. <laughs> he would have hung up though. Yeah, they're trying really hard to do that. <laughs> this guy sounded kind of mentally deficient. Oh, good. Yeah, did I just that a He's trying to get $25 from this guy. Was he born in this country? vice presidential running mate uh, he hasn't picked a vice president running mate as of yet would he would he pick Mr. Kane um, that's probably still up in the air I'm not sure Kane just recently uh, withdrew his bid for president oh <laughs> can you tell me more about Mr. Kane. <laughs> That's about the furthest I went there. Would you like to volunteer? They're a little desperate. Thank you. <laughs> I, was, I take that from the uh, Japanese movie. <laughs> 
the Mothra movie. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Email with it's the Ermie. volunteers page in a day or two. It will let you know all the ways that you can help, and you can pick and choose what is best for you. Can I please have your email address? Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, may I have your email address? My address. No, email. A computer email address. Do you have a, a computer, sir? No. No. Okay, someone will call you and uh, give you more details on how you can help. Thank you. Um, I can understand it. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. The next debate is December 10th at 9 p.m. on ABC. Yo, this guy's going to know. This guy's going to know how to turn on the television. Good. <laughs> Goodbye. You have, have a great night. Bye-bye. busting to say something funny but I just held back because I wanted him to keep talking I was worried he'd be on to me I was going to suggest that you give them my number <laughs> I know someone who could be a tremendous help to you T- someone, tremendous. someone who loves Newt loves Newt I know, I've, Newt. Al- I've always who loved Newt Newt's <laughs> firm flesh well, Newt Newt <laughs> I mean Newt Newt has, has he been neutered? <laughs> Tell me no. I mean, no, Nucha, not Nucha. I want a mandate from him. <laughs> I like the sound of that mandate. <laughs> I like the sound of those mandates. <laughs> Tell me more about those riches. <laughs> yeah, Chip of course. <laughs> Nucha's such a huge target. Oh, huger all the time. And it, it, was, it was. It took all my strength to to stay. That mentally challenged individual. Yes, well, you know, if if there were a thousand people like you and they called all of them and they all behaved that same <laughs> Well, I thought... It would be a wonderful use of their time. I know, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, well, let's see, the longer I have this guy on the line, the Hello. less time he will be... Sp- I kept him for about ten minutes, so... It would be funny if you called and you said your name was Rick Perry. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm Rick Perry. Well, you know, what's funny is they call, you know, they call our home number. And so they, they see Deborah Quayle as the name, you know, if they have caller yeah. ID and that's who they're calling. And so I, I can be Dan Quayle, essentially. Yeah, you can be Dan Quayle. Yeah. You can say, well, I was right <laughs> president of the United States. You know what Obama's doing? He's pulling a Clinton. He's pulling a clip. <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for, Senator. <laughs> He's going to change the cafe standards, and that's going to cost millions of jobs. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can be Dan Quayle. He's pulling a clip. Let's see. Uh, that's what uh, Dan Quayle said to El Gore. Well, I don't know. We're getting all these numbers. <laughs> yeah, Dan Quayle, of course, in the in the probably the best debate 
that ever took place. That was the vice presidential Maybe. vice presidential debate, but it was the best one ever. It had El Gore presidential was, three way. Yeah. El Gore who was being Mr. Robot or something. <laughs> I mean, he was programmed with several. You know, Bill Clinton and I. He must Bill have Clinton said that a I. million times. You know, Bill Clinton and I. He was way over practiced. Uh, and then they had Dan Quayle, who was Mr. Bizarro. He was trying to like be lively after his his previous debate, which was the famous, you know, <laughs> that was uncalled by Senator. Yes, it was his the one with Lloyd Benson, the one before he went away there for about three years. <laughs> And so he was like a live wire in that. And then and then you had Ross Perot's guy, Stockdale. <laughs> oh, am I? Why am I here? Why am I, why am I here? I'm out of ammunition on that one. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he was he was quiet during the debate for like a, like twenty rounds of questions. You just when you were quiet there for about twenty minutes, well, that was world class. <laughs> That was the greatest debate ever. Somewhere I have that on old style videotape. (laughs) (laughs) Old style videotape. Genuine solid gold diamond (laughs) stick pin. Okay, that's a quote from the Big Valley, folks. (laughs) This has gone far. We're wandering. We're wandering. We're wandering. Yes, that was. Matt, that was an excellent phone call. I'm so glad you, you were able to share. Thank you for sharing. Oh, Joe, you're you're so welcome. That was beautiful. You're, you're just so welcome. I just wish I could have been livelier, but I wanted to keep them on the line. So I figured if I if I stayed that <laughs> incredibly dense. <laughs> Next time you could just be, well, hi, how are you? Hi. <laughs> okay. Just say, like, way too much. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll try and ask yeah, the guy so to I come over. Yes, I would like over. to help Mr. Newt Gingrich, yes. Can I come over to your house? Can I come to your house? Do you live in Do you live in Georgia? I always wanted to go to Georgia. Can I come to Georgia? You're all from Georgia, aren't you? I've heard all about your oranges. I know Mr. Newt is from there. Mr. Newt is not originally from there. I know a lot about Newt, but his family did move there when he was quite young. His family stole Auntie Maud's fortune! <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in there. Does he has to get it in every episode? Yeah. Every episode must have that. Yes. Well, so Joe, you keep looking at that thing. Does that mean we're out of time? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I guess he's he's doing the board as well as yes, I'm doing the board. Is coming up with clever things to say. Yeah, so we're a shoestring operation here. I may surprise some of you to know. So this is our Christmas episode. Yes, this is Christmas. So this is Christmas. We three kings of Orient bearing gifts we travel so far field and fountain moor and mountain following yonder star Star of wonder, star of night, star of royal beauty bright, 
Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Love, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to wonder, where the hell is Orientar? <laughs> don't know, John. Why do they have three kings? <laughs> it needs three kings. It must be a pretty big place. <laughs> uh, Orient R. <laughs> and there's a pirate there. <laughs> we, we three pirates. There's three kings. That must mean that the pirate won the game. It was a place was at least named by a pirate. <laughs> That's Orient R. <laughs> Me matey. There's three kings there from Orient R. We three kings. Orient Orientar. Yeah, well, there were there were a few pirates involved. Yes, two or three. So I've been seeing a lot of nativity scenes around. Yes, and uh, there's one that has this baby who's just—they uh, have the baby Christ out, out already. You know, some of them wait until Christmas Day before they put the plastic boy Jesus out. Yeah, and it's so tempting to go and to put the baby like on top of the lamb. You know, just yes. it's, it's like it's riding it. Yes. Riding it like a little like horse, having some fun. Little hobby horse, yeah, having some fun. Gonna have fun. Uh, we've seen some fascinating nativity scenes over the years. There was the one that was off the the Parkway in Utica. That um, <laughs> that it was almost life size figures, and they had they had them close to the road, so it almost looked like one of them was hitchhiking. <laughs> I almost think it was Joseph. He was like trying to get out of that scene. <laughs> it's like, get me out of here! I gotta blow town. That's not my baby. <laughs> My kid's head's glowing like a 40-watt light bulb. And then around the corner, they had, like, the Dracula, the Dracula Joseph. Do you remember that one? They yes. had this weird, bla- I don't know, whether like, some kind of, like... Yeah, they were under heat lamps or something. No, it was like, wh- what denomination were those folks from, anyway? Some kind of Eastern... Uh, I know, there was something was like vaguely Eastern some, about Something kind of weird. Byzantine about it. Yeah. Anyway, they had this, like, this huge box and it was like had a blue light on the inside and and you look in there and um, everything just looks so dark you know and it it always reminded me of like the dracula family it was dark purple and my favorite uh nativity scene was was this one that was in new hartford that uh these people put their hibachi outside (laughs) Or grill or something, and literally turn that into the manger scene. And geez, the baby Jesus was on fucking hibachi. It was like this bizarre scene of of Christmas cannibalism. I know the three wise men. Like, are, oh my god, the three wise men are like the cheapskate neighbors coming over. Joseph is thinking, right, every goddamn time I get something on this grill, and <laughs> son of a bitch comes over. They've got like their their bibs on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We've seen was, some. There well, was the Christmas car. Yes, yes. That was we, in New Harvard too. They like <laughs> there was a wrecked car in their yard. Yeah, and, and there they was just a, put some stupid Christmas lights. And there was it. a reindeer at the wheel. <laughs> oh, you kidding? There's a reindeer head. Yeah, remember that. Thank God you're here. Yes, it was fantastic. And there the was the Christmas there. river boat. Yes, there was a paddle boat. Yes, yeah. it was that like was a, the strangest entry. <laughs> yeah, that was up in that was up in <laughs> Whitesboro. Yeah, another suburb of Utica. Yeah, it was a big Christmas boat 
out in front yeah, of the house. Uh, we uh, refer to these as Christmas miracles. Yes, that was a Christmas miracle. Uh, that's a Ned Dennison. Yeah, he he once. Yeah, Ned Dennison, of course, uh, was one of the original members of Big Green, founding member. He found the Lord. And lost us. <laughs> he founded us, <laughs> then he found the Lord. <laughs> he, he found the Lord was better. <laughs> I said, I tried to tell him Jesus never had a hit record, but. <laughs> oh, well. I, I borrowed that line from the Ruddles. Jesus never had a hit. <laughs> he never had a hit. Of course, n- neither did we. No, Ned took us on this this holy pilgrimage to see a Christmas miracle in his town, which is Falston Spa, near Saratoga Springs. Yes, and uh, he was he like playing a flute or something. We were like following him, and he was like merrily kind of leading the way. Oh yeah, he was playing what would be considered a kind of a a pan flute. No, it was a (laughs) come from Bushki, <laughs> call from Bushki. <laughs> There's always Russians calling you, Joe. First, you had some Swedish guy calling you to the fjords. Call from Bushki. This week, you've got somebody calling for from Bushki. <laughs> call from Bushki. <laughs> I think they want a drink. Bushki. Anyway, so so Ned like took his Pied Piper style to this house that had the most amazing this amazing miracle going on every every inch of the yard every inch of the house was festooned and they had their garages were turned into showcases of christmas scenes yes i'd have to say it was a holiday compound they had music piped outside they had lights strung up high into these yes, huge all the way, pine trees gigantic trees and and they had music playing and they had like um diorama like scenes life-size diorama scenes in in what were essentially sheds that were sort of around like a almost like a parking area like a big driveway yeah kind of area and it was they just had it was like this whole panorama and it ned had seen this before and he he's, he's we were at a party over it either his house or yeah, or, yeah i think it was his house his house or Lake's house. house i can't remember his which. apartment and and he sort of took us uh, took us over with this. <laughs> he yes, fluted us yes, over. He pied pipered us. He pied pipered us. But he sa- oh, Ned yeah. said that the guy dresses up like Santa Claus. Who he wasn't doing it when we went over. Unfortunately, if we knocked on the door, maybe he would come out. But yeah, he uh, dresses up like Santa. But he like literally stands outside of his house in the Santa suit. Yeah. So oh, that, that was quite remarkable. So that was pretty good. Quite remarkable. There's a neighbor. Uh, couple of blocks away that his no it's probably more like five blocks away that he, he has like a radio station in his house oh yeah you were telling you you told us about that last week what's the matter with you? oh my god what's the matter with you oh my god what's the matter with you oh my god what's the matter with you oh what's the matter oh oh no oh no oh no oh no oh what other Christmas songs were we going to play for the folks? Hopefully some they haven't heard before. Well, there's one or two others. What would you say would be a good one to play? For what would be? God. <laughs> we got to get New Gingrich to call again. <laughs> what would be good for New? I, I would like to help him. <laughs> Is there any 
thing a robot can do for new. <laughs> we could create an entire army of radians. I am helping Newt now. <laughs> I am. Would you give money to Newt? I should like to ask him for a contribution for Newt. So no. wait, wait a minute. I am collecting contributions for Newt. Don't you want to help Newt? <laughs> hey, no, you cannot be helping him. I am his special helper. <laughs> Newt's little helper. <laughs> He has said that I am not you. I. I am not you. I am you. I am you. <laughs> and then they might hang up. So, Joe, what song are we going to play for the folks? We can talk about it. Well, there's a um, there, um, um there's several songs that we have recorded during the time that we were recording Two Thousand Years to Christmas that were. Deemed not worthy for part. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, somehow, we think they're worthy. You should say, songs 1 through 13 were satisfactory. Songs 14 through 16 were not entirely successful. <laughs> However, not quite up to snuff. The passage of time <laughs> has allowed is, us to reconsider. Truth is, we haven't heard them yet. <laughs> we haven't heard them in years. We haven't heard them in a vault. Ten years. They've been in the great Christmas vault. One of them is called... <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. Dark. Dark. Purple. No. Dark Christmas. Where was it? Was it in the sky? <laughs> there are jumping, leaping into the air. Right up into the sky. Yes. He could have been talking about a reindeer. We're talking about a movie called... What is it? A Million, a million years, years to, Earth, to Earth. Which is strangely similar to the name of our album that we were just talking <laughs> yes, about. Yes. 2,000 Years to Christmas, which, in fact, was inspired by I a science, science fiction, fiction Yeah, it was called 200, was like 200... Yeah, it was 200 Years to, years to Earth. Or 200 Years to Earth. Was it like Ray Bradbury or Arthur C. Clarke or somebody wrote the... I don't know, something. One of those... 2,000 Years to Christmas... One of those dudes. One of those writing dudes. And I think you modified it in its original form to 200 years to Christmas. No, it was I changed it to 2000. Was it 2000? Yeah, it was 200 years to Christmas originally. Oh, right. Okay. So it was Christmas originally. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. I didn't read the story. I saw the name of the story and thought, hey, I should write a song called that. And I think I did, but we never did the song. <laughs> I don't remember that song. I don't either, but I remember there was a song. Oh, 2,000 Years to Christmas. Yeah, and I... And Intriguing. It just, yes, it I've became, never heard this. <laughs> it became the name of our album, but the song was lost. The song was lost in time. I'll, I'll start looking for it. I'll never find it. Lost like in time. Some lost notebook. My notebooks are the most unruly things you can imagine mine are even worse there's all kinds of notes that have to do with with birds mine are non-existent and other and other life forms indeed interspersed with song lyrics <laughs> roly poly life <laughs> and forms. phone numbers and strange strange beasts strange pictograms 
Pictograms of Newt. Of Newt. Now you know what to say when they call again. <laughs> yes, I should tell him now. Could you send me pictograms? <laughs> pictograms of Newt. <laughs> of Newt. I wonder how they would react to that. They would hang up and you wouldn't get to talk to them for ten minutes, oh. Joe. Then you'd have to call them back and say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I wait them to. I wait for them to call again. I eagerly await. They're going. He said he's going to call me and again. And I welcome but, the hatred. <laughs> <laughs> he's FDR now. <laughs> we just passed uh, the anniversary of uh, Pearl Pearl Harbor. Yes. So that makes me think of FDR. A day that will live in infamy. His famous, quite show. His famous speech. We have nothing to fear. Yeah, that. Well, that's the other. One. That's a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's his. What was that? His inaugura- inauguration, the f- first one. I think it's his first inaugural. Yes. Well, shit. Shit on a stick. They made presidents in those days, Joe. They made them strong. They made them strong and wrong all at the same time. <laughs> Not like today when it's just wrong and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wrong. Mr. Wrong and Mr. Ugly. <laughs> you're not wrong, you're ugly. I miss W, though. I hear his poll numbers are going up now that he's like been gone. People remember him fondly, Matt. I do. <laughs> and the way he crashed the economy, that was world class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Would have would have blown up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> would have blown up anyway. Shape it was in, it would have blown up anyway, Joe. Yeah. Okay, so which song are we introducing? Dark Christmas. Dark Christmas. And if we decide that it's too bad to play, then insert another song here. <laughs> insert another song. Yes, it'll be. <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> yes, Matt. We're playing um, ornament. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Join it off the radio. Join it off the radio.
We're here with Matt Perry. <laughs> oh, no. Not him again. Him again. We're here with Joe Perry. We're here with Matt Perry. We're here with Joe Perry from Aerosmith and Matt Perry from Friends. Yes, he was my favorite one. I don't own a television machine. I never owned a television machine. That's why we have a podcast. Otherwise, we would have a television show. So, Joe, this is a very special podcast. This is an extremely special podcast because this is our Christmas podcast, our annual Christmas podcast, which we've been doing for nearly one year. And so say all of us. year. Yes, this is our first Christmas podcast ever. It's our first annual Christmas podcast ever in nearly a year. Uh, it seems like the time flies by, Joe, until it's Christmas time. Yes, it's like it seems to come a little earlier every year. Sometimes it seems like it comes in November. Sometimes it's not even Thanksgiving and it feels like Christmas. For some of us, it's the murder season. Yes. It's the time when great hunters go into the woods and start doing their best to wound all the animals they can see. Moida. Starts with Moida and and ends with feasting. Starts with Moida and ends with feces. <laughs> Starts with feces. <laughs> you know, it is a terrible carnage time. I don't think people realize that, uh, that all the trapping seasons going on and all the various big game seasons happening uh, in the, our fine vampire state here. oh yes yes it's all pacao 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 between now and between 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 pacao and uh clang 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 for those of you who have not seen this phenomenon on the ground i could tell you and uh, they make it sound all clean when they talk about how wonderful hunting is and and going out into the to the great outdoors and killing god's creatures yes it's it's very clean no, actually, every year I find many wounded animals. It's it's really swell. Very cheery. Yes, Matt is very much in the thick of it when he's out there. He's out there. He sees everything, hears everything, finds everything. Yes, I. Uh, um. I also listen to the walkie-talkie communications of some of the hunters that hunt around uh, where we have our our nature sanctuary and uh to hear them it sounds like you're listening to uh south american or central american death squad it's it's really quite shocking what do they say oh they talk about like it's a lot of joking around too you know they they joke around about like raping the animal too it's like really hilarious <laughs> it's like i never would have thought that hunters talk about that kind of thing but these guys certainly did, and it's kind of more of a much more of an extermination campaign than than. I mean, I don't you know, not all hunters do the same thing, but this particular pack, um, they r- literally shoot into any group of animals they see, no matter how far away they are, no matter uh, what the um, visibility is, no matter 
how dark it is, no matter if there's a rainstorm or a snowstorm, it's it's pretty amazing. Well, I think that's the, the common fallacy that people have is that there's rules that govern hunting and there really are no rules out there. They just go out there and they're, they pretty much do whatever they want to do. No, they make it sound like, uh, you know, there's all these DEC guys just waiting for somebody to commit some kind of infraction of the law. But, of course, nobody watches these guys. The DEC is just a way of facilitating hunters anyway. Yeah, and the, the, times, the times that I've tried to report people, um, I've gotten, like, no cooperation I remember trying, I remember collecting the license numbers of, uh, not the, you know, car license, but the hunting license numbers, and then uh, submitting them to the, through the police to the DEC, and the state police were telling me how, oh, the DEC won't, they won't give that information out. Like, they won't tell you who a hunter is, who, uh, who owns the permit. Oh, it's a privacy issue, Matt. <laughs> it's like, I, then why again do they have to have the number? We have our HIPAA laws. Yes, that's so that uh, they can know, but you can't. And for those of you who have ever posted property and thought that that property would be uh, safe from uh, hunters, think again. Our sanctuary was posted when I when I first started working there and there were like dozen over a dozen tree stands within the border. So obviously if you're not out there actively patrolling, then um, there is no law. No, it's because it's off the, well, it's not like if they were on the beaten path and anyone would stop them, but they're off the beaten path. There's no, there's no observation of it. They can, if there are any laws, if, posted signs mean anything and they're supposed to um no you have to be a presence on the ground that's that's what i learned is that i have to be out there all the time and i have to actively go around the border area and make sure that everyone is observing the law if you do that then you get some degree of of um you get some degree of people respecting the boundaries but that's the only way Yes, Matt walks the line. Just like Johnny Cash. Was that a Johnny Cash song? Because you're mine. Oh, yeah, okay, it was. I walk the line. Yes, in the delightful trapping season, I I have a, a colony of beavers that I have to watch after very closely because now it's the beaver trapping season has begun, so I've got to make sure that we we get no... Uh, Jamokes coming in to try and steal their bodies and their valuable furs, which aren't even really all that valuable. They are if you're Cletus. <laughs> Indeed. And they kill coyotes, too, on sight, which is pretty hysterical when you consider that um, one of the justifications of hunting is to keep down the the deer population and so the first thing they do is any predator that's even barely capable of taking down a deer is is uh executed yeah is executed on site yes 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Well, it's a pretty thin veil to say that it's for some kind of conservation or, or environmental reason um, that they're doing the hunting. They want, they're doing the hunting because they well, want to go out there and blow things well, away. Well, let's see. In my whole career as being a naturalist and being outside, I found exactly no deer that have starved to death. And I found, oh, probably a hundred plus that have died of injuries sustained from hunting see how well it's working essentially wounded deer that yeah i know it's just proof of how well it works deer that were wounded and then were not found you know afterwards because hunters took a shot that you know wasn't wasn't a good shot yeah well we wouldn't want them to suffer by starving so (laughs) yeah i know blow them half full of shot and then we let them bleed to death yes indeed so it's not a very Christmassy topic, but uh, for me it is, really, because that's how I experience the Christmas season. Yes, it happens every Christmas. And uh, we even have a Christmas song that harkens to this. Yes, it's a little song called um, Christmas Sport. Yes, Christmas Sport. Ironically, Christmas. written... Before I think I wrote that before I ever did any patrolling too. Yes, it was just generally about uh, about the the shame of it, the shame of the hunting seasons, the shame and the sorrow and the pity. <laughs>
So, yes, Christmas is very important to us. Actually, it's not very important to us at all. I mean, we're not Christians and Christians or whatever that is. We're not Christians either. <laughs> Christians. <laughs> we're Crispins. So I'm not really sure what we're doing here. <laughs> um, we just kind of treat <laughs> Christmas as an ironic moment. <laughs> Christmas is our, our moment of extreme irony. <laughs> Yeah, what, what? it's blasphemy. Well, let's not do a Christmas show, Joe. Let's do a not Christmas show. It's stupid. <laughs> I've decided it's stupid. <laughs> Without subscribing to it, though, we're a couple of grown men just come together here for no no good purpose. purpose, no good purpose at all. That's true, and we can't have that. No, quite. Do you have any Christmas stories you can tell? Hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm waiting. No. <laughs> See if you could do one that has Tiny Tim in it. Tiny Tim. Tim He's the lame boy, isn't through he? The How do <laughs> we share a birthday. Yeah, Joe has a Joe shares a birthday with David Cassidy and Tiny Tim. Yes, what a band we would make. <laughs> I think I love you <laughs> so all the I'm so afraid of. I'm afraid of, I'm not sure of. A love that there's no cure for. Sound a little bit more like Shirley Jones. Oh my God. Oh my God. Shirley Jones and Tiny Tim. That's not an accident. No, this is, you know, when I was singing that song earlier tonight, I, I was afraid I was sounding too much like Shirley Jones, which meant I was sounding like Tiny Tim. That's Which true. meant that that's the connection to our Christmas episode. And Shirley Jones actually gave birth to David Cassidy on my birthday. Oh my God, that's that's like a which is the birthday I share with Tiny Tim. Coincidence squared. It's freakish. <laughs> it's a freakish coincidence. He just blew my mind. It's a coincidence. My tiny little mind is blown. My mind is blown. Well, I think we should probably play another one of our Christmas songs. Joe, what do we have on tap here? Well, we have... Hmm. Hmm. What's that one we did last week? Oh, yes, of course. Fucking cult. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, we played it. Called? I've forgotten the name. <laughs> it's the puzzle one. It's is it Christmas? Oh puzzle yes, or yes, Christmas puzzle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the puzzle. That's the puzzle, and it's about a, it's a true story. Well, what is the story behind the puzzle? Oh, it, it goes back to my grade school days. Uh, Sammy Scamardo had like gotten a, a a gift. We were we were supposed to all come to school and. It was a secret Santa. Yeah, Yeah. bring a gift for somebody else in the class. Nobody knew what anybody was going to get. And Sammy picked up his package and he he shook it. And he could tell it was a a puzzle inside. And he got very disappointed and said, I got a puzzle. I hate puzzles. So that was what made me think of uh, an idea for a Christmas. So that's the genesis of the song. It's... You got a puzzle and it's real fun. Fun. 
Yeah, I'm not really sure where the, the uh, out of left field fun comes from, but it's there nonetheless. These things happen around Christmas time. That's right. Well, so let's play him the song, Joe. Yes, let's give it a listen. Here it is, Christmas Puzzle. Aww. Well, here we are again. Yes. And it's becoming the Christmas season. Every day looks a little bit more like Christmas. Every day looks a little bit more. What is it with you and Christmas, anyway? Me and Christmas... It's disgusting. It is you who started the Christmas obsession. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't me. Yes, yes. Was it me then? So tell us about your next song, Matt. My next song, Joe, is all about the cave and how it is deep in our memory. Yes, the cave is deep in our memory. Just as the avenue is long in our thoughts. Very long, as our veins are red and blue at this time of no, year. The veins are blue, the arteries are red. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> is the reason for the season. <laughs> I have to laugh. I, oh, there's this... Uh, there's always a house that goes way too far with the Christmas <laughs> decorations. Christmas miracle. <laughs> there's one house... This year, they just put their stuff out, and they've got these swirling lights, which kind of swirl on their house somehow. There's obviously some moving stencil-like thing that makes lights dance across their home. Oh, they're on a spindle. I guess so. I don't. I don't know the mechanism. I never studied the mechanism <laughs> up close. Right. But what's funny about that particular house is that they always put out, you know, this impossible array of like snowmen and and uh, Santas and and presents, and baby Jesus, and, and baby Jesus, and <laughs> cheek by jowl with Santa. But it, it's you know it's this whole pagan collection, and then there's somehow is Jesus. <laughs> They've got all this stuff out there, all this paraphernalia. And then they have a big sign that says Jesus is the reason for the season. It's like, then what's with all the other stuff? That does seem strangely self-unaware. It's like I, they don't know what they're doing. I don't know. It's kind of a Christmas nightmare nowadays with, with decorations. There, there's houses that have those big blow-up things. Have you seen those? Oh, yes, many times. Yeah, they're very popular now. They have those, um, they have like a little, um, motorized thingy that blows it up it's a little inflator thingy it just runs and constantly they never work quite right though you know they always like <laughs> lose a little bit of air and then they're kind of listing and so it looks like you've got this big drunk santa who's kind of reeling in the wind and, and he's he looks like he's had a few too many too, yeah, well, the, too much eggnog the guy that used to own the shopping center and was um that was like the head of the democratic party he had a huge <laughs> Santa in front of his house. Oh, yeah. And I think it was one that used to be in front of the shopping center. Uh, and he inflated it in front of his house. So, that was very ostentatious. There's a house up Sunset Avenue somewhere. Um, this is in Utica, New York. Um, I don't <laughs> remember where. <laughs> Sunset. And it wasn't the it wasn't the Christmas Riverboat, was it? No, no, that was that was on the other side of town. I remember that. No, the Riverboat was the Riverboat was in like Whitesboro. Yeah. Um. There's this house up Sunset Ave that has a radio station. Not only do they have lights, and they have everything, mm, but blinking. they're piping music outside. And they're piping music outside, but you also there's a, there's a radio transmitter in the house, a low voltage rate radio a low wattage tra radio transmitter and they radio. transmit program <laughs> they transmit the the music on the radio and if you pull up and they have a sign that says tune to um. am you know whatever the number <laughs> That's is very troubling on the dial and you go on the am dial and you can tune in this house 
Well, they know what Christmas is all about, Joe. And the lights flicker in time with the music. I didn't finish telling you about what goes on with the big inflatable Santa down the road, too. One A couple years back, he lost some of his air again for the 20th time and he fell over on top of like one of the one of the reindeer and it kind of looked like he was helping the reindeer was like, I'm not sure if that's exactly what they wanted the kids to see well it wouldn't surprise me uh, mommy what's you know, Santa doing to you know, that reindeer these, you know these days it was hilarious we saw a little piece of uh, them. They have this whole thing around lighting the Christmas tree at uh, Rockefeller Plaza, and and they were playing. They were playing like music videos, of course, because they always have to play music videos in front of Some everything. Advertising, and it was the latest. <laughs> it was the they they were showing a piece of a video. I I guess it was from her her current Christmas song was Mariah Carey's current Christmas song because you make like a cottage industry out of Christmas. And she's always releasing Christmas. We tried stuff. to do that. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> we tried. And it's like it's her and that that kid, that real popular kid with Justin Bieber. Bieber yeah. And, I thought it was Beaver for ages. <laughs> Justin Beaver. <laughs> well, and, you know, I did. I thought, wow, what a strange last name. But they're singing this song, and it's like Mar- Mariah Carey is is like you know they're, they're all like dressed up in in holiday finery. It's all this like you know, kind of wholesome scene with other people like dancing around, and Mariah Carey's like humping the wall. Oh, you're kidding! Well, that gets you. She's like feeling herself up and humping the wall because it's a video, so it's got to like turn into soft porn somehow. Yeah, well, of course. Well, that gets you in the guys, mood for the, the Christmas film, season. The guys who film videos, I think, all do soft porn the rest of the time. Hey, Joe, don't knock it, okay? They're trying to sell their wares. Whatever. It's good that they're. It's good that they're doing it, Joe. <laughs> They've got a little, little Will Robinson in the corner threatening to send them to the cornfield if they don't do these things. <laughs> It's really good that you made us make Mariah hump the wall, Billy. (laughs) Yeah, send her to the cornfield. That's a wonderful thing. So, it's a wonderful life. Christmas song. Will you stop playing that song, Mary? (laughs) Mary! (laughs) Well, go ahead, Mary, play! So, the Christmas song. So what? The new, newly produced Christmas song is called. (laughs) (laughs) It's called. (laughs) What a strange! I was about to throw up when I was trying to think of a name for the song. I was trying to say it, but I started laughing in the middle of it. It's called Jaguar. Oh yes. So is this is this the behind of the music? This is the behind of the music. <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. It's called below the music. Okay. <laughs> it's behind the music. Well, that was a very complicated song, Joe. It's the ass of the music. I mean, it had elements of a of a one of our favorite Japanese horror movies, if well, you could call it that. Just a backup. Oh no! Beep 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 beep. <laughs> that's us backing. That's us hilariously backing up. 
What was it that um, prompted you to write this song? I think it was about the mayor of Utica originally because I was thinking about how he kind of seemed like a munchkin, like the mayor of munchkin land. Oh, yeah, yeah. We represent the lollipop guilt. You know, they'd sing first and then he'd come in. That guy. He'd come in as the mayor. And that's what our mayor, Lapola reminded me of. And, and so that started the song and I thought about him winning the election and so he he still had his stool in Toggletown which for some reason I was referring to Utica as Toggletown no one knows why and uh, that's how it began and somehow I tied it into a superhero from a Japanese movie called Jet Jaguar Jet Jaguar yes thank you and the rest is history what else happens in that song Joe? Um, Jet Jaguar um, is called upon to uh, wreak havoc on uh, on the city, uh, as he did on Tokyo. Oh, okay. To so maybe, vengeance. so maybe the mayor was trying to get revenge. The mayor was trying to get revenge because I think at that <laughs> because revenge was kind of a <laughs> was kind of a big plot line in the martial arts movies we were watching at the time. Now those were Chinese movies. Probably from Taiwan. I yeah, and the song assume. is is kind of like one of those rock songs you'd hear in one of those music, movies. It's, it has yeah, that kind of feel to it. It's you can imagine like the Japanese Frankenstein throwing yeah. throwing the television out of the window when he hears that song. Come yeah, yeah, because somebody screams on TV and like, <laughs> his eyes. There's a strange green in them. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's very bad, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, folks, yes. We're, we're now talking about one of our favorite movies. What was the name of that one, anyway? That was called War of the Gargantuas. Uh, you're kidding. No, it was War of the Gargantuas. What, but there was only one Gargantua, wasn't there, in that one? No, there were two. Are you sure? Oh, no, I'm mixing it up with another one. Yeah, th- this was the takeoff Frankenstein, Frankenstein Conquers the World. Oh, yeah, that was Frankenstein yep, Conquers yes, the that's World. definitely me. it. Yes, it was Frankenstein Conquers the World. He got big. Yeah, he got really big. Got and he big. never conquered the world. Yes. <laughs> but that's besides the point. <laughs> At one point he's out he's out rampaging and they have the the, the army army guys are trying to figure out where he is and, <laughs> and one of the guys asks his commander you know, it says to his commander They say he's as big as a house And his commander says, If he's so big, why can't you find him? him? <laughs> <laughs> Which was a legitimately funny it was the only Fine. thing that was probably intended to be funny that was funny. <laughs> the rest of it was freaking hilarious. And uh, it wasn't even slightly intended to be funny. It was a stupendously wonderful movie. He stole my dog. I think he means to eat him. <laughs> it was great. For some reason, everything would have to get big in Japanese movies. Ow! Yeah. And wasn't there like... There, there's some creature that showed up in the movie... But almost kind of incidentally, like they never explained it. <laughs> Do you remember there was like ever so vaguely something like stuck its head up? I'm so used like, to just the, I'm so I'm used to just the little clips that I put on the greatest hits tape of that. So so I I don't know the whole movie anymore. I'd have to I'd have to check that out. But that sounds very familiar to me. Did you ever see that that Korean movie called? Um, it was called. What was it called? It was like a King Kong movie, but it was done in Korea. 
probably. It was about this little kind of organ grinders monkey kind of ape that got big. And I have to move my microphone, Joe. It's like slipping. (laughs) I realize it's like pointing at my belly. Oh my god! (laughs) God knows what my belly would have to say. (laughs) I hope you've eaten. Um. He stole my dog. <laughs> I think he means to eat him. I, I forgot the name of this movie, but it was it was a Korean version of it was a South Korean version of King Kong. And Corey, my wife, knew she worked with one of the guys who was in that movie. He was like the star of the movie. His oh, no. name was Rod Errands. <laughs> and he was like on he was on uh he was on soap operas and stuff like that. But he was the star of this movie, and at the end of the movie, they ended up, you know, they fought the they fought the giant ape, and they, you know, they killed him, I guess. And they, at the end, the the line was, "He was, twas beauty was, killed the no, beast." No, it was, well, it was <laughs> it was a line like that, but it was no. more like he was too big for such a little world like ours. Oh no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was a, something really. Well, that is a good line. That's something very deep. But Corey always said that him and and uh, whoever else was in that horrible movie that she was shooting with that guy used to they used to joke about that line all the time. He was just too big for this world. Yeah, cause you could use that line a lot in Hollywood, I'm sure. <clears throat> yes. How did he do such incredible stunts so with anyway. such little feet? <laughs> I I. Your name, your name, schmucks. See, that's what I think of whenever they do the sound check thing at, at Occupy Wall oh, yeah, Right. I always think they're going to go, hi, hi, yeah, right. your name, your name. And they did that in the life of Brian, too, with the whole crowd <laughs> repeating everything don't that Brian fo- said. Don't follow me. Blessed are the cheesemakers. <laughs> 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 and indeed they are. Well, so, Joe, we've wandered again. Yes. Um, that song, yeah, The Jaguar's Christmas. We, we've got the line in there, too, about contact Easter Island. That was actually from... Was that from J- Jaguar's? Yes. Too? Yes. They had that bizarro scene yes. with... with uh, what are they doing now? <laughs> the extraterrestrial guys in, I guess, a spaceship. And them... Uh, <laughs> Talking about contacting their people on Easter Island, right, right, and so that that kind of works together with the jack. Yeah, that that was in the song too, and the rest of the song, uh, the rest of the song was just all kind of Christmassy. It's all kind of Christmassy. So let's give it a listen. Here it is. Yes, here it comes. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> and a one, none at all. And a sissy and a Bobby oh, please. I just saw some Lawrence Welk this week. That was bloody hysterical. Oh, God. That's like you're on... It, don't ever watch it on LSD. Are we still recording? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. You were supposed to turn it off, Joe, after we introduced the song. Oh, damn it. Oh, here it is. Joker turned around Now for Christmas You will look 
Was Jerry Lewis? I wondered where he was. I thought he was back in France. He's back in France, where they make his pants. So, so Joe, what's happening in politics? In the world of in the world of politicals, politicals. Mostly people talking about the election. The elections are permanent now. Yeah, now never be free. And they're so interesting. Yes, so freaking interesting. They've come up with a brand new thing. It's called Newt Gingrich. Yes, I know. He's on. He's on the top of the heap now. Yes, he's the exciting new thing. I was imagining imagining him becoming president, and then, like, uh, the United States will get sick or something, and it'll be in the hospital, and then he'd like <laughs> end up running off with Canada. Yeah, we'll come in to visit it with Canada. <laughs> <laughs> His arm around Canada, which is That's actually it. plausible. He'd resign from the presidency and become president of Canada. Yes, because he's lusting after its tar <laughs> I'm sure he probably is. <laughs> All those lovely hydrocarbons. Mm. Tell me more about those riches. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I've been just listening to one of Bill McKibben's books. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, the microphone is falling down again, Joe, just like it was in our last segment. <laughs> My microphone is falling down again. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, Bill McKibben, well, you know, he's he's a good man. Oh, uh, yeah, he is. He's but very good man. His book was really depressing. <laughs> it's called Earth with two A's. Yes, and he just itemizes all the, all the uh, incredibly depressing causes of global warming. It's pretty horrible, but yeah, most of the stuff I knew. But to hear it all in a row somehow. <laughs> Did you know that there is a climate change conference going on in Durban, South Africa? Yes, I did. Yes, I'm, well, I'm expecting everything to be solved with this conference. And perhaps you should tell the news media because <laughs> they don't appear to know anything about it. I yeah. haven't heard a single thing from the mainstream news media. Yeah, they've, they've, the Durban you know why? Because they have a vested interest in disasters. Cause they, I guess so. But what they don't know is they'd have the disasters anyway. Yes. Because we're already in the hole. Yeah, uh, the whole reason why Bill McKibbins has Earth with an extra A in it is because this is no longer the earth that um, we all were born into. Yeah, it's going to be a different earth. 
It already is. Another Earth. <laughs> Another Earth. Not in the Captain Kirk sense, Joe. <laughs> well, maybe in the Captain Kirk sense, all the adults are dead. <laughs> it's run by children. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. It is. Mine! <laughs> it's actually pretty prophetic. Somebody fix. Please Somebody fix. fix. That, that guy did kind of look like Newt. <laughs> Newt was a grub. Yeah. Of course we'll fix it for you. <laughs> I, I see a campaign video in here. Fine! <laughs> it would be truly excellent. Liars! Yeah, yeah. No, that would be... <laughs> Liar! Fripper! 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 Yes, we're talking about the Miri episode of Star Trek. Yes. In which <laughs> they, they were or- orbiting a planet that was exactly like Earth for Another some Earth. reason. Except it had no clouds. <laughs> it was like the sunniest day <laughs> you could ever possibly imagine on the Earth. A cloudless Earth. <laughs> well, you have to remind yourself that in those days... No one had ever seen the Earth from space. Yeah, I kind of think they may have known about clouds, though, Joe. They'd seen enough of it to know that there were clouds, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they wanted to be sure. It, well, it's because they couldn't deal with the fact that the Earth doesn't look like Earth when you're in space. <laughs> you know, they've got, a, they've got that new edit of Star Trek in which they redid the special effects. And they, they show <laughs> in that episode... They have the Earth, and they've got some wispy clouds, but it's like they didn't want to really give it to the old, the old special effects, and because it's sacred to us or something. I'm not <laughs> sure what the problem is, but, but they they gave the Earth a few wispy clouds, but uh, they still made it look pretty similar. Another Earth. <laughs> That's so it was run by children. It was like Hodgkin's law of parallel. Plot devices. <laughs> Hodgkin's law of inexpensive planets <laughs> to film on. Um, yes, it was uh, run by children. As I, as I was like the children who are running it now. It's like, and back to back to corporation called Newt. <laughs> yeah, Newt Incorporated. I guess <laughs> they were like doing some loving, lovingly work on his biography on NPR. And talking about how he wanted to be a zoologist or something at some point. And now I guess he just wants to kill all animals. Yeah, now he just wants to be a conglomerate, a one-man conglomerate. Or a conglomerate with two legs. Because he just sells every little <laughs> tiny piece of himself for as much money as he can get. Well, he's things. a historian, Joe, and a college professor. Yes. They, they uh... He makes history. They mentioned him again on NPR this morning and talking about how he was giving some speech. And he was walking around the room just like he probably does when he's teaching his class. It's like, what? What? Yeah, what class does he teach now? (laughs) He teaches the the Newt for Breakfast class. He teaches how to be an asshole. I remember seeing him in in Congress in the days of old, long before he was the the speaker. Yeah, I remember thinking, "Oh my God, what a where'd that guy come from? He's horrible." 
Yeah, it's kind of like Dick Cheney, you know. You <laughs> yes. remember seeing him in the '80s, thinking, "God, that guy's a dick," and then yeah. pretty, pretty soon he was Dick. <laughs> he was he was the Dick we all knew. <laughs> yeah, because he spent a few years in yeah, very uh, one term or two in the House of Representatives. I, I remember seeing him on C-SPAN. He was in there for a while, though. I don't really remember him being Chief of Staff in the Ford administration no, just because I wasn't really paying. Attention. Yeah, it was an invisible role in those yeah. days. Wasn't really. He used to eat big. invisible rolls at breakfast. <laughs> I do remember rump smelled though. Yeah, I do too. He was always one of my favorites. Execrable. Yeah. So the uh, our our best new idea is Newt Gingrich. That's gonna that's gonna work out good. It did last time. Yes, he's an excellent man. In fact, I have a little song about Newt Gingrich. Oh boy, are yes, you gonna indeed. are you gonna sing it for us? Yes. Let's sing away. Okay. With no music right now, Joe. Come on. Hey. Sing hey. it like Frankie Joe. <laughs> He's Frankie Joe. He's Frankie Matt. Oh, what's your song about Newt? Oh, it's that song I did years ago. Which when one? Newt Gingrich was, um, it goes, please, Newt Gingrich, save us from Oh, Ruth. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's a, um, it's a waltz. Oh, yeah, okay. Waltz. I remember that. I'm always writing waltzes. He's got a problem about that. Yes. I thought that that was by Brahms. <laughs> Why don't you play the waltz? <laughs> <laughs> Brahms really sucked after he went into space. Yeah. He was he, he was great when he was Ockerin. <laughs> a soldier, a bully, and a fool. <laughs> And fool. <laughs> and fool. <laughs> That's back to our Lincoln poem. I know. I know. We've covered this ground. Yes. What are you talking about? What's the matter with you? So what else is in the news, Joe? How's everything at Occupy Wall Street? Hi, man. I mean... <laughs> I guess they've been cleaning up all the Occupy movements. They uh, sent yeah. the cops in and uh, L.A. And yeah, they seem to have... Cleaned uh, up the Philadelphia one, right? Yeah, they seem to have taken Newt Gingrich at his word and you know, encouraged them to take baths and get jobs. Channeling a little Nixon there. Yeah, that yeah they, works. Uh, they, they seem to have uh, engaged in a coordinated effort to uh, expel the occupiers, though. I don't really think it's it's necessarily a movement that's like tied to a single place. You can occupy anything. You can occupy the street. You can occupy you your can mind. occupy Newt's ample trousers. <laughs> 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 yes. It may make it hard for him to move around like he's teaching his class. It might make it hard for Newt to spawn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's had three wives. <laughs> Evidently. Hard to spawn. Yes. And what's happening to Hoyman Kane, Joe? Hoyman? <laughs> <laughs> he's going down. Yeah, but not for any of the right reasons. I know, not because he's crazy. It's like, okay, so he had an affair. (laughs) Who gives a shit? The man shows a remarkable lack of interest in anything political. (laughs) It's like... You think that would have some bearing on something. At least try to give us the impression that you're not a cutout for, like, the Koch brothers or somebody. I mean, he is just so obviously not interested in policy at all. Well, it just tells you that that's what the Koch brothers want they just want right they want colonel sanders you know yeah they want somebody, <laughs> or arthur treacher to be president so that 
Yeah, they went. They went Ronald Reagan back. Nothing will be in the way of their corporate dominance. Reagan, as was... if there's something in the way now. I mean, if they, you know, they've got their way with Barack Obama working for him, so I'm not sure what the problem is. No matter who, not is. sufficiently compliant. I know. <laughs> you didn't kill them all yet. <laughs> <laughs> he serves more than one master. I, mean, I kind of like the idea, of President Colonel Sanders. President Colonel. President Sandy. <laughs> Sandy Van Andy. Yes. Um, Get moving, Van. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't the plane truck work as well as a moving van? I don't know. You fool. Oh. How's our cousin doing, Joe? Cousin Rick has not said anything too interesting, though he does seem to think the voting age, age is 21. 21. And then election day is on the 12th, which has never been. <laughs> <laughs> November 12th could never be election day. Well, Joe, let him go ahead and vote on the 12th. It's the first Tuesday after the first Monday. I, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're probably used to telling so many uh, minority voters that the voting day is on the 12th. That <laughs> he started to believe it himself. I know. Yeah. Oh, wait. Are you people call it? Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's all part of the master plan. He's yeah. starting to fall for it himself. Yeah. Yeah, he changed his camp's name to Voterhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cousin. Boathead. Boat. Head. <laughs> Boat head. Turtle head. <laughs> no, you're looking at your watch. Does that mean it's time for us to stop? No, it's time for us to say hey. Hey. <laughs> well, let me hear you say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me hear you say what? Let me hear you say what? Let me hear you say hey, nanny, nanny, nanny. <laughs> so this is we should have some Christmas news what's the Christmas news Joe is the North Pole melting Christmas news is yes that there will be no more North Pole in the cold sense of the word <laughs> like all the like all the various countries have their their and multinational oil companies are all waiting around the North Pole to to get in there when the water's <laughs> yeah, open it's, it's like so they, they could start drilling away <laughs> It's like that scene. I don't know. Did you ever read Catch Twenty Two? Uh, a long, long time there's ago. That, there's that character named Chief White Half Oat, and <laughs> and he tells the story of his family. And his family was like, you know, it was a Native American family, and they wherever they lighted, wherever they like set, right, or, or set up a tent. There would be oil on them. <laughs> they were a great <laughs> so indicator. There was there was at a certain point they had like oil oil companies like completely surrounding them, waiting for them to move so that they could start drilling. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like somebody like with lung cancer smoking a cigarette out of their tracheotomy. You know, very much so. <laughs> it's like what is the matter with? <laughs> Let's see, the North Pole melted because of excessive carbon dioxide in the atmosphere created by burning fossil fuel. Yeah, no, they want to they build a pipeline from <laughs> Alberta to frickin' oh, yeah, Gulf of right. Mexico. Keystone to, pipeline. Yeah. Though it seems to have been delayed until <laughs> discreetly after the election. 
That's another Koch brothers wet dream there. Yeah. Now they just want to sell diesel to China, basically. That's right. That's what we call energy independence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of our uh, most of the natural gas that comes from fracking is also. Well, this is the thing I don't going understand. Going to be shipped off. What is it that people do not understand about international energy markets? Do they think that just because you drill something here that it's going to stay here? Well, that's it. It's not going to stay here. That's the impression here. that they're always giving. They they pour it into their coffers. Is it yours once they drill it out of the ground? No. It belongs to the companies that sell it all over the world. The multinational corporations, yes. So it has nothing to do with us. And that's exactly what their plan is no, for... They're, they're treating you like a rube, as usual. Yes. That's what their plan is for the tar sands oil. They just want to ship it down to the refineries in the Gulf. They're going to refine middle distillates out of mm-hmm. it, like, like diesel. And they're going to sell it to China. And they're going to sell it to other places in the world that use that use a lot of that kind of fuel. The one, the one thing we'll get out of this, Joe, is to see Smith <laughs> fry. <laughs> one pleasure we'll get out of it. <laughs> It'll be us in the frying pan with them. Not fair. I guess they just figure they'll always be rich enough to like be able to, you know, get to uh, the mountaintop, and yeah, <laughs> they can they can live there and somehow still have all their riches buy them the yeah. the the limited resources left. That's like that. Planet. It's a short story idea that uh, Noam Chomsky had that he didn't. He, he said that he didn't have the ability to actually write, but he was a short story. Else, he was suggesting somebody else write it. Was about it, the basic scenario is all these all these guys in a tall building you know, <laughs> talking about how they're going to make money off of you know oil and gas and all this stuff and and the water. The water rising. just keeps rising <laughs> until you know. You, you it's just like see a the Kurt bubbles. Vonnegut book. <laughs> you just see the bubbles of them. It's like Kilgore <laughs> Trout. Good, good, write that. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a Vonnegut like idea. Vonnegutian. Vonnegutian. Vonnegut. Vonnegutenberg. That's the Bible, Joe. Yes. More than a short story. Yes, I miss him. It was written by Arthur Treacher. <laughs> Arthur C. Treacher. <laughs> he wrote the Bible. He spent most of his time fishing chips. <laughs> okay, Joe. So anyway. Let's say goodbye now to the folks. Goodbye now to the folks. And Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Merriest of Merry Christmases. la 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 we're trying to make up a melody as we go along. As if you can't tell. Merry Christmas to you. 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 And you. And you. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Good evening. Thank you. Hello. I'm Rick Perry. You're gonna-
hit that morning bit. The sure to bring the philandering cane. You're gonna bring the philandering cane. Sure to loot that speaker, loot your cast aside. Soon you will prevail. You're clueless San from Texas. Can you stop saying that I'm not Cousin Smith? I'm Cousin Perry. Well, that's all we got. I hope you guys had a good holiday. It's all downhill from here. This is Big Green brought to you by Trans Canada. Make a rugby. Keystone Light Pipeline. Running through an aquifer near you. Check out our website. Big-Green.net. 